Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 71 of Stands and Fits presented by the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. Recording as always in the Carl Chevrolet studios. You guys already know Carl Chevrolet is the best place to do your trade in for any vehicle that you might have, but especially any Chevrolet certifiable model of the Silverado, Cruze, Malibu, Traverse, and Equinox. To be a certifiable model, it must be a 2013 or newer with less than 75,000 miles on it. They have a new program right now exclusively at Carl Chevrolet and Carl Chevrolet of Stewart, where if they do not have your pre-owned vehicle you are looking for, that is absolutely no problem because they will go and find it for you. I mean, how easy is that? pretty dang easy that's pretty dang easy it, it doesn't get any easier than that and, and you can only find that at carl chevrolet and carl chevrolet of stewart they have great buyers on hand whose job is to get what their customers need and that is just another way that they are your dealer for life the process is just the same as if they had it on their lot they will do an interview with you to understand what you want give you pricing and then they will go and get it for you their goal is to have it secured in 10 days and they will let you got to let them do the hard work on finding you what you want, and then they will have it backed by Carl Chevrolet. You can find more information right now at carlchevrolet.com or carlchevroletstewart.com. And of course, you can always find them at Carl Chevrolet in Ankeny, exit 90 at The Rock, and then Carl Chevrolet of Stewart just west of West Des Moines. I also want to remind you guys that if you appreciate what we do here at cyclonefanatic.com, we would highly enjoy it. I don't know what the best word to use for that is. We would really like it if you would consider donating to our monthly Patreon. Uh, it's, it's easy to do. It's secure. All you got to do is right on the right side of the Cyclone Fanatic homepage, there's an orange button. It says become a patron. doesn't matter if it's $1, $5, or any other amount. We always appreciate what you guys are able to do. It puts us in a position where we can uh, you know, create the Cyclone Fanatic app that we hope will be coming out here in the the next several weeks to uh to a month and all the other kinds of things that that we're able to do here where if you maybe like rob gray's where are they now just put out a new where are they now this week with the cyclone legend nate carr if you like what rob does if you like what i do if you like i think you guys will like the project that i'm working on right now all those kinds of things are made possible by us doing or by the people that are donating to our monthly patreon one last thing we have a limited edition t-shirt right now on the Cyclone Fanatic store, teamcloset.com slash cyclonefanatic, and it doesn't get any better than this. I don't think I've seen this shirt yet. Beer, fireworks, America. A 4th of July special edition tee from cyclonefanatic.com, $18 right now on the Cyclone Fanatic store, teamcloset.com slash cyclonefanatic. If you want to get that in time for the 4th of July, you're probably going to want to be able to get those orders in by June 25th. That is one week from today, next Tuesday, uh, just in, so that they can get those orders out and get them to you by the 4th of July, which I think is on a Thursday this year. Yep, it is. So you're going to want to make sure and get those orders in uh, for a limited edition tee, $18 right now in the Cyclone Fanatic store, teamcloset.com slash Cyclone Fanatic. If you don't buy it in the next two weeks, it will be gone forever. So make sure and hop on that. There should be a picture out of the shirt sometime here in the next several hours so it should be on by the time this podcast is posted trying to load it up on my phone right now just so i can get a a preview of what the shirt looks like oh well i had it pulled up right here i'm sure it's pretty sharp i could have just showed it to you whatever it is it's right there red white and blue my man (laughs) oh man yeah i like i like the shade of blue Beer, fireworks america 
It's kind of a faded blue. Yeah, very, very. Uh, you have a blue shirt on. It's a little bit lighter than yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, it's an Uncle Samish look. I would say. Yeah, it's like my Sixers blue. Yes. Like that one not, shirt not, that I have, the like Trust it's, the Process it's, it's a, shirt. It's a lighter blue, but not a full-on like Carolina blue. It's, yeah. It's like a, a happy medium. And it's kind of faded. It'll look like you got this shirt quite a while ago. Five years ago. Yeah. And it'll be comfortable as heck. And it won't have the pit stains of a five-year worn shirt. will not have the pit stains. <laughs> That'd be really something if you had some serious pit stains in your yeah. I don't know. That, that blue again, shirt. That would kind of just show that you were a hardworking American. So maybe we would kind of go into it. That's fair. You really turned that on me. I didn't. There you go. Put some blood, put blood, sweat, and tears into your shirt. Literally. Just like our forefathers put blood, sweat, and tears into getting our freedom. That's right. So, yeah, teamcloset.com slash cyclefanatic, <laughs> $18. Ordered by the 25th. That's what Mike told me. The 25th, if you want to get your shirt for the 4th, or at least make sure that you'll get your shirt by the 4th, June 25th, which will be the next time that we record this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be too late. Yep. All right, man. What's going on? Well, we got the uh, the old Cap City League off to the start. We do. I was there. How was it? What were your first impressions? I know you wrote about it, and I read that article. It was very good. Thank you. But kind of, for people who haven't read that yet, maybe give a few brief sentences. People who haven't read it, it's only been posted for 36 hours. So I'm what, just saying. What, some, what the hell's wrong with you? Some people are. Maybe not that long, 30 hours. Some people are out there doing pit stains in their shirts right now, working really hard to provide for their families and haven't been able to, you know, tune into Cyclophonatic to read it yet. It's not that hard to just, you know, maybe you're on the treadmill, pull it up on your iPad. That's a different kind of way. That'll be a lot easier once you're... Uh, once you get the app? Well, yeah, once we have the app. It is. Will be. Maybe we'll have the redirects. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's sometimes Ner- plague the... Nervous laughter. <laughs> yeah, sometimes plague the, uh, the Cyclone Fanatic mobile site. Uh, but no, yeah, it was good. I don't know. Cap City is, is always Cap City. I think this is an interesting year for the Cap City, though. In the what, last couple have yeah. all been interesting, but I think this one's interesting for a little bit different reasons. In what manner? Well, there's a lot of guys that we haven't gotten a chance to see. You know, there's the four freshmen mm-hmm. and then the two transfers. Mm-hmm. So that's already almost half your roster yep. just right there that we haven't really seen a lot of. Solo, we hadn't seen him. Uh, and, man, really in close to two years. Yep. You know, well, a year and a half, I guess, because he didn't play in Cap City last year, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. And then he was hurt. Uh, as a sophomore, played in two games this past season. He wasn't near his normal self. What else? Zion Griffin. We have hardly gotten a chance to see him, mm-hmm. especially at full health. Yep. He didn't play in the Cap City last year after he had knee surgery. Yep. And then was never really healthy during the season when he would have had an opportunity to play even. So it's good to get a chance to see him. Who else is there? I mean, basically all the freshmen. Oh, yeah. it's just So, like, that's eight guys, basically, that – you can get some eyes on for the first time, either, either in a long time or for the first time ever. I think it's pretty well agreed upon that the Cap City League is predominantly a guards league too. Mm-hmm. And especially with the way it matches up this year, Iowa State's question marks are basically all in the guard court. I think there's a lot of established you know, experience with Michael Jacobson and George Condit and Solomon Young even. Right. If you're going in there to see how George Condit or Michael Jacobson has developed their game, you're probably going to be in for some disappointment. Exactly. Because that's just not how it is. Yeah. But for, solo, for, for me with Solo, I just wanted to see how he looked, how he, yeah. how he was moving around. Because last time we saw him, he wasn't moving around, right? From the highlights I saw, it did look like he, he just looked like he was healthy. And he looks more confident. Yeah. He looks more confident in the fact that he's healthy. Yeah, he was, he was making moves uh, just, you know, with an aggressive nature. Right. Whereas he was more tentative, I think, last season when he did play. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, but that's just 
the nature of the beast with those big guys. Even Luke Anderson, who didn't play on Sunday. I didn't note that in the article, but he didn't play. I don't know why. Uh, I think he was sick or that was reported or something. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying – I'm not trying to like – You're brushing me off, man. No, I'm not trying to brush that off. I'm just like – I just am saying, okay, I didn't – I have no idea. Uh, but with those guys, I would like to be able to see if Luke Anderson can shoot as well as we think he can. Yep. You know. Uh, but, no, it's definitely about the guards. And with Tyrese not there, every other guy that's a guard, there's some questions about. Yep. Either they're a newcomer, uh, like as in transfer, like Prentice Nixon, or they're just like full-on newcomer as in freshman, first time in the program. Well, yeah, and I, I guess I forgot about Prentice. He played in the league last year, but uh, it was hard to – I mean, now this year you're looking at him and it's like, okay, this is what he can do Yep. for us this coming fall or coming winter. Yeah. You know, not – man, we're just getting a preview like, of this it, guy. for. It's kind of like when Mariel Shayok played in it. And exactly. You watched him and you're like, man, this guy's really good. And then you're just sitting there wishing like, dang, I wish he could play for us right now. Yep. Uh, but he, it worked out okay. Yep. He didn't play in the league last year though. Nixon though. Single season scoring leader. All time scoring leader. The thing that Prohm's been hyping up about him is his on-ball defense. And you can't really get a good sense of that in the Cap City League. Yeah, no, there ain't much defending in the Cap City League. Nah. Uh, they, but it, we did interview him after his game. And he was reiterating how much he loves to play defense. That's awesome. He's definitely a Larry Eustachy guy. Mm-hmm. Just to the bone. Fits into what Eustachy liked. Yeah. Randy Peterson, he interviewed him a little bit longer after. And I guess uh, Larry was even... Recommending Iowa yeah, State was, to Yeah, was a big proponent of him coming to Iowa State. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's good. I don't know how well he knows Coach Prom. I know they've been trying to get him to come back to the reunion. Yep. Man, that, that would be quite the story. I, I would feel bad for Larry because I would think that he would kind of get swarmed with by reporters. It's okay. We'll, we'll talk plenty more about that uh, situation later on. Yeah. Uh, not to brush it away again. I don't know. <laughs> that was kind of a weird way to put it. You, don't, you understand what I'm saying. but I, I do, yeah. Uh, the, but, yeah, that was what I thought was cool. I think that he's going to be the guy who's kind of the tone setter for the entire program. Yeah. Where – He'll be the one that is getting on somebody if they're not playing hard enough on defense or something. Agreed. Because I think I think Halliburton could eventually develop into that role, but I think he's just naturally too much of a, a happy-go-lucky kind of personality. Right. You know? Maybe Michael Jacobson to a degree. Oh, yeah. Well. Michael Jacobson's definitely got some mother effort in him. Yeah. You know? But I think Prentice Nixon does. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. Super just but chill, anytime chill you get that, that bulldog mentality on defense, that's right. what you want in a guy who's going to control the, right. the mindset. But, yeah, Cap City definitely not the time to – showcase it. to showcase that uh was there any i assume you saw the stat lines and everything yep were there any that surprised you um not really i think there was it was interesting to see that there was a lot of people even more down on terrence lewis just because he didn't shoot that well this one night in cap city but at the same time that's a huge overreaction in my opinion yeah no, like, i get that for for all all we know is just a one-time thing where hey he, maybe he just didn't shoot the well you know like, i don't know how to treat terrence and Cap City, because he's played well in Cap City yeah. every year. Because you like, your, your famous thing was, oh, I'm buying stock in Terrence Lewis. Right, from when, the first day that he played in Cap City. Exactly. Which, I mean, hey, that stock that you bought could still end up turning out well. Hey, man, you know, sometimes you just got to gotta hold it. Yep. I'm, I'm holding right now. Yes. Um, but on the positive side of things, I was really impressed by uh, the look of Trey Jackson's shot, man. Dude, that guy can shoot the ball. Yeah. 11 of 20 from three. Yep, and it's it's. It Keep not, in mind too, it's not the new three point line. Yeah, but you can see he still has mega range because he made a shot basically mm-hmm. from half court at one point. Yeah, he was standing on the tiger. Yeah, at at Valley Southwoods, which and is drilled one, which is easily an NBA three. Yeah, um, 
I mean, the, and the great thing about t- Trey's shot, especially, is that it's super quick and, it, and mm-hmm. it looks like a good. It's there's nothing wrong with his shot. Right. No. Yeah. I think that will really. He might surprise me. He he surprised me a little bit. I knew that he was good, and I knew, I knew he could shoot. Yeah. I I wouldn't be shocked at all if he he turns out to be a guy that really is important for them. I he is small though. I it's probably gonna be hard for him to work his way into the starting lineup this year. Barring, oh, he won't start. But barring injury, however, I can see him kind of being in the Monte Morris role of like getting increased amount of minutes as the year goes on. He could be their first guard off the bench. He probably might be. That wouldn't yeah. even surprise me. It wouldn't at all for me. No. Either. Especially if he keeps shooting that ball. Right. Well, yeah, if he keeps shooting that well, then he's going to be like Tyrus McGee. Yeah. On that kind of level. If he shoots 55% from three next year, I'll throw it down right now. If Trey Jackson shoots 55% from three next year, Iowa State will spend part of the season. And if he comes off the bench, he'll be the sixth man of the year, the freshman of the year in the league, and will probably Iowa State will probably be in the top 25 for most of the season. Probably. It sounds like a perfect opportunity for one of your famous tattoo bets as well. Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. All right. Retired from those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I thought he was good. Marcetus Leach surprised me a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't know how healthy he was. Dude, it was it's kind of – so his shot – It's very flat. Yeah, it's super, super flat. I don't know that it hardly clears the rim half yeah. the time. I don't know how it even goes in. But it was a, there, this is kind of funny. He ended up shooting, I don't know the exact numbers. He shot pretty well from three at, when it was all said and done. Over 50%, I think. Uh, but his first shot, he took the first shot of the game. It went clear over the hoop and hit the backside of the backboard, and it was like a missile. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, my goodness. You just got the adrenaline built up. Yeah, I was like, all right, well. uh, It's going to be an interesting year. Yeah, I guess guess that's a little interesting. And then he came down and hit like three in a row. And I was like, like, all right, so it might just be one of those things where every once in a while – more often than not, it's going to be really good. It's going to look like it's it, it's going to go in. Yeah. But there's just going to be that one time every once in a while where you you might as well get out of the way. Yeah. You, like the people sitting in the first row of the student section might want to be on high alert. <laughs> you don't want to get beamed with the basketball. Right. Because that thing is that thing is cruising. It's yeah. flying. I, I was so surprised to see that. It was weird. I don't think I'd ever seen a shot that was just that hard yeah. that actually would consistently go in. And, you know, he was the high scorer tonight, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, 49, 49 points. points. So, and the interesting thing, too, is we don't know for a fact that he's 100% yet. Right. And that, he, he surprised me. He was, he looked healthier than I expected him to. He is just so skinny, dude. He, mm-hmm. He's super, super, super skinny. Like, he, he's like 170 pounds or something like that. He might he? be less than that. I thought I saw him listed at 165. Yeah. So, he's going to have to definitely put on weight. But at the same time, if you can score the basketball, you're going to get playing time. Right. He... Yeah, I, I'm just interested to see how that goes. I mean, he looks more skinnier than what George Condit did last year. Which was very skinny. Right. And that's – obviously, George, that worked out okay. And it's probably a little different when you're playing a guard spot. Yep. But that's, that was the only thing that I looked at coming out of there. I was like, man, he looks healthy. Yep. He looked good, and he looks like he's confident. But he is so skinny. Yeah. I, I just got to see how he can – you know, kind of sides up against some people. And a lot of people commented on his game that he just looks very quick with he the ball. He is quick, yeah. You can see where if, if he's not healthy right now, he's going to be a, a beast. Yeah. I mean, be a, a freak mm-hmm. once he is healthy. Because he he's still got ridiculous athleticism, throwing down like windmill dunks and stuff. Yeah, so you can see why he was once rated a five-star prospect. Right. You can see the, the potential. Who knows if that potential comes out this year or if it's next year or whenever, mm. but the kid's good. He's definitely a good player. 
Rasheer Bolton is about as smooth as what everybody expected him to be. Yep. He can. Sc- I, I like that he can score from just in just a bunch of different ways. Yep. So it, basically, what from what you've seen, it it, it would be a, a great thing for Iowa State to have him be eligible this year. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Like I walked out of there thinking they need to get this guy eligible. Yeah. They got to figure out a way to do it because they. He. I think that he elevates the ceiling of the team exponentially. Yep. One thing that I think is kind of. I mean, as well as Trey Jackson shot the ball, as well as Marcetus shot the ball, as well as Rasier shot the ball, and as good as a shooter as we know Tyrese is, uh, you know, you hope, like, Terrence can shoot the ball better than he did the other day. Man, they're going to be tough where you've got those – even if you play two bigs, you're going to always have some guys that can knock down shots on the floor, yep. you know. And they did this past year too, but it was like – I. I was like, man, I like the way that this looks. Oh, and Prentice, obviously. Yep. He, he had a wrap on his hand. I don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. So he didn't shoot the, the ball very well either. But I feel like he's a better shooter than what he probably showed that night. Yep. Like I said, he had the wrap on his wrist. Uh, and you, with Tyrese's playmaking ability, you put those guys around the perimeter. Then you've got a big that you can throw the ball into. Like, I feel like they, I mean, they've got, a, they got something that they can work with there. This team... This team might shoot a lot of threes. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they end up shooting the ball a lot. Yeah, and I, I, I wonder too. Last year's team, even though they were they were good at shooting the three, they took a lot of long two sh- twos that you know traditionally we haven't seen that much under Hoiberg's teams, especially. Well, and they were so much better when they were just playing downhill. Guys yeah. like Nick, uh, Lindell, Tht, Tht. Obviously. When Tht was playing downhill, that was when he was at his best. Yeah, you know, and he could shoot the three. But he wasn't a guy that you were wanting at the three-point line, hunting his shot. That was when he wasn't playing very well. Lindell yeah. was almost the same way. Mm-hmm. You didn't want him out there, like, hunting three-pointers. These, they've got some guys right now that I think you can have out there, like a Trey, like Trey Jackson. You, that's a guy that I think you can put out there and say, all right, this dude is going to hunt his shot right now from the three-point line. Yep. And that, that was just – I walked out there. I was like, all right, yeah. No, I feel like they got some pieces to work with here. Yep. And where you can kind of see where it'll all kind of start to come together a little bit. Yep. So they've they've got the in in a word they've got the the raw material they just had to get to the point where it's workable into a like a Big Twelve basketball team right. essentially. Well, they've just got so many guys who haven't played together. Yeah, you know, a lot of question marks, but a lot to be excited about but, it appears. But that's I'll be interested to see what the box scores are like when they go to Italy. Yep. Where I want to see how many threes they're putting up because, like I said, I think I I was watching them. I was like, damn, these dudes might put up thirty plus threes a game. Yeah. Like they're they got some dudes who are just not f- afraid to fire that baby up there. And I would say that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about Condit, but I think every other player on Iowa State's roster can pull, jump out and make a three if they need oh, to. Don't, don't let Chris hear you say that. Why? Because you want Condit shooting well, threes? Well, no, he's 100% against my guy shooting the three-pointer. Michael Jacobson? Yeah. Dude, I love Michael Jacobson shooting the three. Forget the fact that he made some of the biggest shots of the year in the Absolutely. Big 12 tournament. But I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't the best three-point shooter on the team. But I mean, having a, a four who can shoot like that, and I think his shot looks good enough that it's he's going good up. enough to where you you have to respect him. Exactly. You know, if you leave him wide open, I feel absolutely comfortable with Michael Jacobson taking a three-pointer. I don't want Michael Jacobson to shoot ten threes a game. No. But if he's shooting one or two or, I, two or three yeah. a game, I am. One, happy yeah, one, with. two, three. Like I'm fine with that because I'm pretty confident he'll make at least one of them. Yeah. You know. And we we've seen Solomon Young take a couple of nice three-point shots too. I think. Wasn't it, that the only basket he scored last year? Was a three-pointer? <laughs> it might have been actually. I think it was. It's like the first thing that he did when he came back was he stepped out and drilled a three. Yeah. He has a nice looking shot for a guy of his build. Connie can shoot a little bit too. He hasn't taken one in, I, in a game yet, though. I don't no, think. I, I don't know. 
I wonder if I'm he not had sure it. if you really want him to, but he he's yeah. got a good shot to where if he if he did step out and nobody came with him, I think he could pull up and shoot a three pointer. He might have done the or he might have had the red light last year when he was on the floor from three point range. Right. We just didn't score that much in general. Yeah. They weren't throwing the ball on the block to no. George Condit I mean, to you, shoot the ball. Last year's team didn't need Condit to be the scorer. No. So. But that's where they have some interesting inside-outside dynamics. Because this year, I think that they will look to Condit to score more. Yeah. Uh, and then we've seen what Jacobson can do on the block. Yep. Where there were times when that – I mean, even in that Big 12 tournament, there were times where throwing him the ball on the block and – letting him do his little hook shot was basically the most automatic thing that they even had. Exactly. The, almost the best bet is like, if we just need a bucket, throw the ball to Michael Jacobson on the block. Yeah. It was like a poor man's George Niang at, at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very poor man's George uh, Like Niang. I said, poor man. I mean, he's, a, he's good at that, but it's just like yeah. George, George, it was like, he's throw, on, throw him on, on the block level. and let him just cook people, I you know. know? Yeah. Uh, we, I was, honestly, Iowa State will probably never have a better low post player in their entire history than George Niang. Well, I think Marcus Pfizer would probably have something to say about that. Well, I'm saying, like, from a technical, like, every arsenal of moves oh, yeah. standpoint. No, yeah, that's what made George so good. Is he just yeah. – he had a he had a counter to every move that he had, and then he had a counter to every counter. Exactly. Like, yeah, Pfizer from a, a strict power and, you know, dominant standpoint, yeah, yeah he was up there for sure. If, uh, if anybody is, like, trying to teach a young big man how you should play in the post – Watch you, film yeah, George. you got to watch George and Yang. Yep. And even the way he would get the ball at the top and the, his footwork with those spin moves and stuff, yep. that was just, I mean, very high level. Like, yeah, 20 years from now when we're looking back on, on those games, like we're going to be like, wow, I should have respected that even more than I did at the time. See, and that's the old man game thing where it's just he was so, he was so technically sound that he could make up for his lack of athleticism by just being a freak when it came to pure fundamentals of playing near the basket yep man this is so fun love me some george man yeah uh all right what else what else we got uh, zion griffin really impressed me i liked watching him yeah and it sounds like he wasn't the most consistent but he showed flashes of what he can be his shot is really flat too yep super flat but as flat as marcetus oh no no yeah it at least has a like a little bit <laughs> it at least gets up to maybe 12 uh you know 13 feet marcetus gets to like 11 and a half. <laughs> how high does it need to get for the ball to clear the rim? And that's what, and that's how high it gets. So neither of them are, are anywhere close to approaching Steph Curry arc anytime mm, soon. No, yeah. absolutely. Tyrese's shot goes way up in there oh, too. His, his is, yeah, his is rainbow. Yeah. For sure. His is like hitting up in the rafters. Yep. All right. I think that's everything from Cap City though. Speaking think, of Tyrese, man, you see that today? Yeah. He made the, uh, one of the cuts. Made the first cut. Yep. I'd be shocked if he doesn't end up on the team. It sounds like, you know, I think that rivals, uh, Corey Davis or whatever his name uh -huh. is, uh, was kind of gushing over him, uh, from a playmaking standpoint. So. See, that's where I think that they'll, they can use a guy like him, just the veteran yeah. aspect. And he can, he isn't going to be the guy that's out there trying to take shots away from those, yeah. all these, I mean, the you know, guys that are the studs, the, the Cade Cunningham and like people like that, that are going to be lottery picks in the NBA draft. Yeah. Uh, he's just out there trying to kind of do, they to like set all those guys up on teams like those. They do need a glue guy like Tyrese. I could see him being their sixth man. Distribute. Yeah. He's like what Kyle Lowry was for one of those. I, I want to say it was the man. It had to have been the 16 Olympic team. Oh, well, yeah. you just put him out there and it's like he was never going to try and score, but he was always going to be out there looking to get the ball to people. Exactly. And that's all you need. Right. So, yeah, good for, good for Tyrese. Hopefully he makes the final cut. And that, when's that coming up, do you know? Uh, next week. Gotcha. Uh, 
next Monday. Because they the play. 24th, they, they, it's right before they leave. They actually compete in two weeks. Yeah, it's right before they leave. Okay. They cut it down to 12. So gotcha. there will be six more cuts. All right. I know that an elite head coach <laughs> knows what's good for him, knows what it – he even cut one of his own guys. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't know a that. guy that's going to Kansas State. I oh, don't wow. know if he's actually there yet. It's like Dijon something. Hmm. Might have even been Dijon Weber, I want to say. Hmm. I had never heard of him, but – Well, I wonder, wonder if he was like, yeah, you got to get back and get the weight room, boy. Yeah, he's, just, he's like, hey, we got enough guys here that we can hold it down. He's like, I got to keep Tyrese away from Ames so that he's not up there trying to help his squad gets better. He's like, we got to keep him here uh, making our team better uh, and helping us win gold. But you can go back so that you can get ready to help us retool because we got nobody back there right now. That's got to be it. We can only assume that that was the inside the mind of Bruce Weber right there. Trying to win for America while at the same time help his own program and hurt a conference rival. <laughs> yep. Sounds like uh, something that would be on his level of thinking for sure. Are you yes, are that, you insulting was, Bruce Weber's intelligence? Anyways, let's move on. Mailbag question. We have one today. Yeah, you're sitting there with the blanks. One, one of three Big 12 coaches to go to the Final <laughs> Four. Just keep that in mind. All right. Or actually, well, now four, I guess, with Chris Beard. Mailbag question I today. I think that's right. Sigmopolis, Sigmopolis asks, you are the Pelicans at number four. The Hawks offer you number eight and number 10 like they did the Knicks for number three. What do you do? Obviously, this is in reference to the NBA draft. Right. I'd do it. I'd do it for sure. I think I would too. Because I think the top three guys are like the, the all, potential all-stars right. in this year's draft. And yeah. after that, it's, it's not as a sure thing. So you might as well fill out with a couple more good guys. I think Darius Garland's a good player. I think Jared Culver's a good player. I just don't know how well. Neither one of them. I don't trust how well Culver will shoot the ball mm-hmm. at the pro level to be think that because that's what they got to get now they got to get some dudes who can shoot the ball yep. uh i mean you could take deandre hunter there i guess which i think that that's probably he'll be like a three and d guy mm-hmm. in the nba garland you don't need a point guard you just got your point guard mm-hmm. and you got drew holiday still uh you got yeah you don't need i don't think that culver fits there very well but i think you can back down i think if you could get two picks at eight and ten i'm not sure how big of a difference there is between four and eight no you know i mean and again you can still get really good value in the, in the middle round of the first you know the first round well yeah you could drop down to eight and get a guy like cam reddish yep and cam reddish could shoot the ball yep. and he's a duke guy that yeah. that fit in with his he'd be going with his buddy honestly you know? you know cam reddish could end up being a much better pro player than we think too just because he he had to play behind two really awesome well prospects. yeah he was the third he played third fiddle exactly on that team and he, he and on any other team he might have been the first option Oh, he would have been the best player on a lot of teams in college basketball, exactly. probably. So. Uh, and then at 10, I, I think I've seen that the Hawks would probably take, like, Jackson Hayes a lot of times. Yep. I don't know what the center – the situation is at center for the – Yeah, because let's see. They got Lonzo. The they got Brandon Ingram. And who else did they get from the Lakers? Uh, Josh Hart. Josh Hart. That's right. So, no, no bigs. But then they'll have Zion. Yep. And they'll have Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Do they still have uh, – man, what's his, what was his name? Uh, I'm just saying, like, Etwan Moore is, like, the last guy I can remember being on the Pelicans. Yeah. Man, they had that – they had that – not not Miritich. They did have him for a while, but yeah. I don't think they have him anymore. He was on the uh, – No, 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 no. Uh, Omar Ashik, do they still have him? Oh, I have no idea. That's a deep pull. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what, that's what I was saying. I was trying to think of what his name was, and I knew that I'd, I was I was like, man, well, this is going to be an obscure name drop, but I can't even <laughs> think of who it would be. You're, you're Mr. NBA of this podcast, so if you don't know, then no, then no one knows. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that they probably would do that, though. 
it, I it look, so I've heard, too. I've seen that they're trying to maybe move it, move that pick and for yeah. Bradley Beal though. Oh really? Yeah. That would be big time. Yeah, I don't know what else they'd have. I mean, they'd, I feel like they'd probably have to trade Drew Holiday to do that. I don't know who else they have, unless they're going to trade some picks. Yeah. They shouldn't. They. I don't think that's a good move. They. They need to just keep kind of building, not. Yeah. Like gun for the playoffs this year. No, Brandon no, no, Ingram's no. still 21. Yeah. Like Lonzo's what? 20. 20. 20. 22. He's yeah. either 20 or 21 because this was just his second year. Mm-hmm. And then. Obviously, Zion will be 19. So, so you're, like, your core three right now are yeah. all still so young. Like, what's the point of trying to go and get Bradley Beal and be like, oh, we want to go to the playoffs now? Yeah. It, they need to basically have a, a three- to four-year plan at this point, right. I would think. Especially when you know that those picks you got from the Lakers, at least the first one, probably isn't going to be crazy good. No. Unless something, like, crazy happens, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd say that they should just take those eight and ten. Keep, you know, keep stocking up the – the cupboard the assets yep stock in the assets and then you know then maybe you like after another year you can make another big splash move where you move some young guys or something i agree all right you want to talk about Taylor? yeah sure where's Taylor go um i i need to look into it a little bit more to see who's picking where um but i think at I, this I'm, point it, let's just do a range i mean that's pretty okay my my personal range is um so, like, how big is how big do you want our range to be? Man, I could see him going anywhere from twenty-five to forty-five. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. If I had to pick, I know it's a big range, but it's just like I I would not even be I wouldn't be shocked if he's at the high end or the low end. If I had to pick a single pick without looking at the teams or, or who's picking where, I would like for needs. I would say round two, pick five, second or the fifth pick of the second round. So it'd be thirty-five. Yep. I could see it. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. It seems like he's really been slipping in those yeah. drafts. I, I know that he was 26 or 27 in, in on the ringers, which I I like those guys. Uh, but like Sam Vicente from the Athletic, he had him at like 46. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I honestly could see him slipping, unfortunately, just because he's so much of an unproven commodity as far as what he can do. Like his, his measurables, again, we've been over it. His measurables are great. His potential is great, but we just don't know. His measurables are great. His, uh, yeah. And he's so young, you know, you can kind of mold him. Yeah. But at the same time, there are some things that you look at that are, are definitely questionable. Yeah. Defensive effort, I think. It, not necessarily ability, but effort. Yeah. Where, like, I think that's the one knock on him on the ringers thing. Like, he is a bad defender. Yeah. Uh, the, like, it, his it, shot is inconsistent. Yeah. It, and it can be really streaky. If you can figure out how to harness that a little bit, then... You know, obviously that's some high-end value. He's a guy that will probably – you'll really fully get to see what he'll be on his second contract, not his first one. Mm-hmm. He'll spend a lot of time in the G League, I think, in the next couple of years. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, if, if a team is willing to be really patient with him, then, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see him going in the, in the end of the first round. But at the same time, I think he's, he's going to fall into that more of the I'll take a flyer on him in early in the second round. Right. And that's where – I think the pick, the Sixers have like pick twenty seven. Mm-hmm. I would like that because for them they that's almost a no lose. Like that pick is so low. Yeah, you're probably not going to get anybody that's going to come in and make an immediate impact for you anyway. Yeah, and you ha- he's going to be in a situation where he has some time to sit and he can go play in Delaware. Yep, that sounds like so much fun, doesn't it? So you you envision him being the the two guard on the Sixers eventually, or the three? Uh. Man, then we just got Ben Simmons, 
doesn't even want to shoot. <laughs> Taylin, who wants to shoot all the time. But isn't that great currently. Yeah, and is very inconsistent with it. Uh, are you, are as, you, as I kind of, I've kind of talked myself out of this. Are you assuming J.J. Redick is gone at some point? J.J., man, he's got to be. Because he's getting up there in age at this point. I was going to say, J.J.'s probably got to be almost 30. Pushing 35. 35, yeah. yeah. He's probably got one more contract in him, you know. Yeah. And then it's and it'll be starting to get towards the time to, so to where he starts to focus on his podcast. <laughs> Other than that, you really got like, what, T.J. McConnell? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, and they wouldn't even hardly play him in the playoffs. Yeah. No, they got a they got a lot of questions they got to answer. I mean, they got to you know, figure out what they're going to do with Jimmy. They're going to bring him back, run it back with Tobias. I don't know. Yeah. That's at this point though. I mean, the league is so wide open. You were one shot away from where you can conceivably see where they could have been the ones winning the title. Yeah. You know, wrong. if if everything goes the same way it did, man, I feel like the Warriors got caught in some karma where. Remember two years ago in the playoffs, Kawhi lands on Zaza Pachulia's foot and messes up his ankle oh, and yeah. then plays nine games in the next year and a half. And then the next time that Kawhi is matched up against the Warriors in the playoffs. He takes him to school. Everybody takes him to school and then everybody just start dropping like flies. Yeah. Kavon Looney gets hurt. Yeah. Clay Thompson gets hurt. Kevin Durant already was hurt. Then he gets even more disastrously hurt. Yeah. So that's a real question then. If if both Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson are going to be sitting out all of next year with injuries, what? he won't. Clay will probably be back like in March. But even then, okay. that's most still, of the year. Yeah, KD ain't gonna play though. For, assuming that they get, those guys are out most of the year, how good do you see the Warriors actually being with just basically Steph and Draymond? Well, that's the thing. And if they're gonna bring them both back, they're gonna have to probably give them both five-year max contracts. Mm -hmm. I put this on. I think I put this on Twitter. Friday night or whatever that was when that really started to come out that that's what they're going to try and do. I saw something that their luxury tax bill is going to be like $375 million and they'll be maxed out wow. basically with the cap. The only people they'll be able to sign are, uh, are, are minimum, yeah. like minimum contract guys. I don't even think they could sign vets. I think they could only sign guys on like minimum minimum, not oh. not on like, the vet minimum. Like free agent vet, rookie minimum yeah, like, kind of thing? Well, not maybe free agent rookie, but like uh, where a guy like – I don't remember exactly what the number is. I want to say it's like 1.16 million or something like that. It's the minimum contract. Uh, but a guy like Quinn Cook that's making the absolute minimum. Yeah. You know, Kevon Looney probably is, gonna be, is probably going to leave. Yeah. He's going to be a free agent this summer, and they won't probably have the money to bring him back. Yeah. So that's where, you know, they're going to be in a sticky situation. The yeah. bench was already bad, and that's what that's what's so crazy to me. You, you hear these people talk about was well, like I even said this, where it's the core of the team that won the. Uh, that went to back-to-back -back finals, won 73 games, all kind of stuff. But if you look at it, really, Harrison Barnes is gone. Uh, Andre Iguodala is whatever, three, four years older. He's getting to where retirement probably is. He's probably closer to retirement than he is to his prime. Yeah. Uh, Draymond is not the same guy that he really was at that time. Mm -hmm. You had Festus Azili, who was good for them. David West was good for them for those years. Andrew Bogut was a lot better for them at yeah. that time. There's so many guys that were a lot better than the people that they were throwing out there this last time around. Yeah. And the other thing that's kind of concerning about the Warriors, too, is that Steph hasn't always been the most durable either. Right. Well, yeah, and if, if you don't have Clay and KD there to take all that pressure off of him, yeah. I mean, teams are going to be able to throw two, three people at him. Yeah. He's got to have more shooters around him. they got to figure out a way to get some real budget shooting. So... Hey, 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 maybe uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, you guys, number 30, take yeah. or whatever that you got, 29 or 30, whatever your pick is. So make the, make the prediction make now. Make the move. Are, are the Warriors closer to the 60 or 40 wins next year? 
I'd say that would probably be probably 40, honestly. I think so, too. If they make the playoffs, I don't think that they'll be a high seed. Mm -mm. I mean, the West is just so tough. And there's so many teams, too, that you can really feel where they're like one move away from really being. Did I see the other day that the Lakers had the best odds to win the finals next year already? Yeah, yeah. That was even before the Anthony Davis trade. Oh, really? Yeah. the Dude, the Warriors have like the 12th best odds. They were way down there. Hmm. But that that goes back to the same thing, yeah, with all these injuries and everything. Yeah. Uh, but okay with with AD on the Lakers now would you ever bet on the Lakers odds no no even when I saw those odds I think yeah I think I tweeted I'd literally rather eat my money than yeah. bet it on the Warrior or the the Lakers at what I think it was I think the odds were like nine to two yeah like I, I could see them slipping into the playoffs but I don't think they're going to be that great of an all-around team no um, no I think no the the Lakers will be good I think <laughs> I do think, think so? I think they'll be good mm-hmm. yeah I mean they the, the thing that's weird right now is all the money situation. I don't know. I don't think the Lakers really continue to really not know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't think they have anybody in that building that understands the cap mm-hmm. or how different things can impact the cap mm-hmm. where it's like the, like 80's got the $4 million trade kicker that they're going to have to pay him, which is, you know, you got to do it. Like yeah. He probably, and then there's some people saying, well, maybe he'll waive it. No, <laughs> no, I don't think that any, he's going to get his. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a basketball player ever that was like, oh, yeah, four million free dollars. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I saw something. Somebody tweeted. I can't wait to see when uh, uh, when Spring Hill, LeBron's production company, announces that they've signed Anthony Davis to star in Space Jam for four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not some shady. Uh, Shady accounting there or anything? That's definitely nothing that LeBron James would ever, you know, try and work in in that crew would ever try and work their way around, is it? Yeah. Uh, No, but I saw that. And then, but it's like when they make them, when they actually do the trade and make it official, if they do it on like July, I think it's July 6th or 7th, then they'll have like 23 million in cap space, which is not enough to sign a max player. But if they wait until July 30th, or 31st, they'll have like 27. So they could sign a max player. Oh, really? So it's just, but I don't think they know that they could do that. That I, I just don't know. They, I have some they, serious they, questions about whether or not anybody <laughs> in that building has ever like read the CBA or anything. Okay, so then assume that they do know that and they can sign a max player once that date comes around. If you were the Lakers, which guy would you want to look into signing? Do you think like a Chris Paul who's looking to get out of Houston now? Or is well, he... I don't think they could sign him. Because he's, no... he's more than a max contractor. Right? Well, we'll talk more about Chris Paul later on. Okay. Uh, no, but like Kemba, I think that'd be a good fit. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking they need more of a guard to complement those yeah, two guys. Yeah, Kemba, uh, I mean, I think I'm sure there's a pipe dream out there that they think they could get Kawhi. They're yeah. probably not going to. Uh, or... Hey, man, maybe something crazy happens and Kyrie goes back, dude. <laughs> and he teams back up with his boy. Dude, that would be crazy. I would, I, After he's, like, understood the errors of his ways, he, it, it came out today. The, the NBA is, like, starting to become almost like a teenage girl relationship or, like, teenager relationships where it's said that Kyrie has ghosted the Celtics. Yeah. He's just not talking to them anymore. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, 
it really, I do think that that is a possibility, much more of a possibility than maybe even a lot of people have talked about. So they'd essentially be the Cavaliers of a couple of years ago, except it'd be Anthony Davis instead of Kevin Love. Yeah, and it's like Anthony Davis in his prime at 26 yeah. years old, yeah. one of the five best players in the world, whereas so. Kevin Love was a guy who had put up crazy numbers on a really, on really, really bad teams. So I guess looking at looking at it that way makes me do think that yeah, the Lakers probably would have a good chance of even with Kemba. I think they'd have well. a they yeah. would be yeah in that same. Yeah. kind of mold I, and they've even talked about jimmy i think i've seen people say that that maybe they'll try and go after him mm-hmm. uh which i mean i still think that team would be pretty good yeah you know but i just i don't know who else you get around him then you got to get more shooters yep. they have to go and get shooters they did they did it wrong last year where they went and got all those random dudes yeah the ray john rondo where you see a uh, magic like on the summer league talking about lance uh, stevenson talking about what wins in the in the NBA is toughness and not oh, not not talent or something like that and it was like that is not <laughs> come actually, to the 21st century magic not how it works magic yeah uh well that's a reason part probably part of the reason that magic doesn't have a job anymore yeah all right is that everything I believe it is take a quick break we'll be right back stands and fits presented by the professional NBA program at the Ivy Kid College of Business at Iowa State and the Carl Chevrolet Studios on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network hey guys it's Williams we'll get you back to your podcast here momentarily but it's wanted to talk to you about eye care, of course, today. And my friends at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, they meet your whole family's vision needs. And they did that to me about a year ago where I got in and had my first eye exam since my childhood. Dr. Kruger was like, what are you doing, man? You got to come in and get your eyes checked more often. And I'm glad that I did. They found some stuff. They got me these designer glasses that I wear when I work now. When I'm creating content for you at CycloneFanatic.com, it has decreased my headaches incredibly. Uh, It's been fantastic. I I didn't even know half the stuff that Dr. Kruger was telling me about. And I'm assuming if you're a middle-aged guy like me, you're probably in the same boat. Get in there to Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Personalized eye care, designer eyewear. They've got same-day, same-week appointments, and they are really good people, and they help support us here at CycloneFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Time for hot and not. You want to go first? Sure. So uh, I've been an uncle for a while. Just I married into being an uncle, you know, an in-law uh-huh. uncle. But uh, my brother announced that he and his wife are going to have a baby in January. So I will be a, a blood uncle very soon. A blood uncle. Blood uncle. So not to be congrats not to be confused with the the gang. <laughs> you're yeah. not an unc. You're yeah. a you're a blood. Yes. Relative. So, uh, shout out to Trevor and Cassie for having a baby. Good job. Shout, congrats on C- the... Congrats on the, the coitus. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Let's keep your, it PG. What's your hot? Uh, my hot this week is uh, June 18th, 2013. Six years ago today. I didn't realize all of these things happened on the same day, but uh, first of all, Ray Allen knocks down one of the great, the most well, iconic shots mm-hmm. in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Uh, when he steps back and hits it in game six, tells him to get those effing ropes out of here. <laughs> And sends uh, the NBA Finals to a seventh game and then getting LeBron his second title. So shout out to Ray Allen because that shot is, remains iconic. Yeah. I remember watching that live and like my mind was blown. That was one of those moments where you're watching it. And I, I didn't really have that any like true rooting interest that game. Like I, I didn't really like the heat just because, again, like they were the villains back then. I'll say something that's going to blow your mind. I wasn't watching it. I turned it off. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think that I was with my girlfriend at the time uh, and we had – gone to do something else yeah and I kept checking my phone just I just wanted to see how because I, I did I liked the heat I really liked the heat mm. and 
I was so disappointed. I thought they were going to lose. So I was just like, all right, we can go do something else. But then I kept checking it. And then we had, I think we'd gone to play tennis or something like that. Yeah. It was because we would do that a lot. And uh, the, I checked it again and it showed that they were going to overtime. And I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> And then I eventually I saw this clip that of yeah, Ray Allen making that shot, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just missed, like, one of the greatest moments in the history of the NBA. It was crazy. I don't think it went to overtime. I think that, that they just won on that shot. It's, but it's, I, I saw that they had somehow won the game, and I did not understand what had happened. Such an appreciation for, like, the footwork and the, the quickness of his release to get that shot off, man. Well, and just knowing exactly where he was on the floor and exactly yeah. where he had to get. Exactly. Well, you hear people tell stories that they would see Ray work out, and he would almost do that exact thing every day when he would work out yeah. where he was backing up to the three-point line to catch the ball and shoot it yeah especially at that time because that's basically what he did and the stories shoot the ball the stories of ray allen's uh warm up and you know workout routines are legendary yeah so shout out to ray allen man that guy's one of the all-time greats underappreciated absolutely i think everybody yeah, knows oh, yeah. how great he was but th- at the same time i think we forget how really how good ray allen was yeah Re- really consistently good for a long time well it's almost because he after like, his greatest years he was not the best player on his team mm-hmm. where when he went to the celtics you know he was with paul pierce and kevin garnett and he was almost kind of the third fiddle yeah but he was still An really great player yeah. yeah and then he went to the heat and i remember that year when they played the celtics in the I think it was the same season when they played him in the Easter Conference Finals, and those guys wouldn't even talk to him. Yeah. Poor Ray. Those guys he, are assholes. He always seems like a stand-up guy, Paul too. Paul Pierce remains like a douche on, oh, on TV. Well, he went to Kansas. Yeah, well, true. That's how you know he's a douche. But he is just he has maintained a, a personality of being an asshole for a long time. KG is the greatest, though. KG's just yeah. a competitor. I look at exactly. KG, I'm like, he's just a competitor. You know, I'm sure that he still loves Ray. Yeah. But right now in this moment, he's like, I hate you because you're on the other side. Whereas 100%. Paul Pierce, like, legitimately probably held a serious grudge and was like, I don't like you. Yep. Yeah, completely different kinds of... Uh, of assholes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, KG was a lovable asshole, and Paul Pierce is an asshole that I just don't like. Yep. Uh, but also on that day, it was a, apparently it was a Friday, and they had released... And also was released that day was Yeezus by Kanye West... Uh, Born Center by J. Cole and Watching Movies with the Sound Off by Mac Miller. Three of the great rap albums of the 2010s. Wow. So that was all on one day. And I, I will say not, it wasn't in 2013, but 15 years ago today. Oh uh, yeah. The Dodgeball yeah. True Underground yeah. Story was released. <laughs> yeah. The Average Joe's Upset <laughs> Global Gym. Gym. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so uh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yep. <laughs> See if it pays off for one, one of the great gifts of all time. Man, th- they had no idea when they made that movie that how it would really like live on on the internet. Yeah, man, it's, that was that was a classic movie. It was so good at the time, but I feel like it's even it's it's aged it, like a fine it, wine, right? It got a second life. Yeah, where once it really could flourish again on the internet because there's yeah. so many good lines in it that just fit in perfectly. And to like whenever the Chuck Norris like thumbs up. <laughs> whenever I'm flipping through like Directv. I and I see it like on a random cable channel. That's one where I put I'll put it on like a Saturday afternoon. Oh, it's a without a doubt a movie that is 100% rewatchable. Where no matter what part you jump into it, you see it and you're like, oh man, they're getting close to that part. Yeah, you know, like it's uh, maybe the part where they like the the sign falls is on falls on patches yeah. of and you're like, oh man, now I gotta yeah. wait around for the final game. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Right, or even when the uh, Gordon like is out there by himself. You're just yep. like, man, okay, now I got to stay and watch this. Yep. I got to watch the end. Yeah, what a f- great movie. What an absolutely phenomenal iconic movie. movie. All right. All right. My not this week. Uh, this afternoon, um, 
Brett Favre briefly put the following on his Instagram. He, it was a picture of him with the Lombardi Trophy after winning a Super Bowl. Quote, caption is, a true champion sticks to his or her calling. I will be coming out of retirement and making my return to play in the NFL for the 2020 season. Stay tuned for more hashtag news. And then like 30 minutes after he put that out, it got deleted. And at least since I've, since I looked at that. Uh, Wait, what did he say? He essentially said he's coming out of retirement. Oh, that's no, what, but he, we did. We the question is: Was he hacked? Was it a joke? Was he serious? We don't really know yet, as far as I know. So uh, that's my not this week because in any of those scenarios, I I am not a fan of Brett Favre. So, man, that would be crazy if Brett Favre did come back. He's gonna be what, like fifty something? He's fifty three, I believe. Oh yeah, that would be. So he's like 13 years older than Tom Brady. No one would or, sign him. Or, no one would sign yeah. him. There's no way. No one would like that. That almost be a health risk. And I, I was, you know, kind of looking through Twitter, and the the common sentiment was, man, it would be crazy if Brett Favre got signed before Colin Kaepernick. See now, I'm, now I don't like that. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Brett Favre can't come back. He's not coming back. There's no way. Just stick to your Wranglers, boy. I imagine that people in the NFL would be like, Brett, come on. Like, no, <laughs> we're not even going to let you come back. You're already, isn't he already in the Hall of Fame? I, I'm pretty positive, something like yeah, that. I yeah, I don't think that that's ever happened before. And I, I am pretty confident it had to have been a joke yeah. or, or hacked, one of the two. So. All right. Well, my not turned out that it was from a fake account. So oh. it's from a, someone posing to be Woj. It's, Go on. Well, it said that sources tell ESPN that Chris Paul repeatedly made fun of James Harden for having man boobs during <laughs> practices over the last two years. There actually was some crazy stuff, though, with Chris Paul wanting to get out now where he they just hate each other. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I hadn't heard the man boobs. Did you thing. see the thing that it was some sort of some sort of note? Um, now, Dara Mori came out and said that uh, that he didn't request a trade. Oh, really? Yeah, it says reported trade demand and issues with Harden are news to me. CP3 put that on Instagram. Huh. Unsalvageable, unsalvageable relationship was what the report was before. Who Went nearly two months without speaking. That, that actually, uh, no, I probably can't say that. Um, <laughs> Who is feeding all this information? I have no idea. And the star players want a divorce. Man, now we're making it sound way too serious. I did see something that where it was like, they, Paul would have wanted to run the second team group when like James wasn't on the floor. Oh, and so he would bark at Mark D'Antoni to or Mike D'Antoni to get him to take James out of the game so that he could just be out there with the second unit. Gotcha. I saw that on Twitter yesterday. Well, Harden's so ball dominant, dude. I wouldn't really want to be out there on the floor with him, honestly. They don't need to get. They need to get away from one another. Chris doesn't respect James's standing in the league, and James doesn't respect the work Chris has put into into this point for that's a that's what a source told yahoo sports that sounds like it came like from chris paul or his agent or something yeah honestly i i i don't think that the rockets in their current form are going to be able to win a, a, a finals do you sources said paul would curse at head coach mike d'antoni after about the offense bogging down after harden would ask to come into the game to join the second unit with paul heading to the bench quote it can't be fixed another league source told yahoo sports hmm there's no way that they could even get rid of Chris Paul. I mean, he's too expensive and too old. Well, yeah, he's got like 
he makes like $40 million or something next year. And he's got a player option, I think. There's no way that they would ever be able to trade him. Yeah. But, yeah, I got duped with the man boobs thing. I thought that that was really funny. <laughs> that would, if, if that were true, that would probably go down as an all-time quote oh, in, yeah. in NBA beef history. I got tricked. Fake right. Woj. All right, pick four. Pick four this week. Uh, famous people with your name. So Kevin's for me, Jared's for you. There's not that many notable famous Jareds. No, but there's enough. So Almost all of them are athletes. Yeah. So who's your number four? Like the most fu- famous Jared is now in prison. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is problematic. I, I'm telling you, you should have included him on your list. Mm-hmm. You've already mentioned him. Why not? I didn't say who it is. Everybody probably knows. Yeah, but, everyone's got to know who Jared, uh, Jared is. Yeah. Uh, my number four, Jared Lorenzen, America's quarterback. Everybody's <laughs> favorite favorite fat quarterback. Yeah, man. If you haven't seen if you haven't seen Jared Lorenzen, Google him right now. It's it's awesome. Uh, no, number three, I've got Jared Holman, all time great Cyclone. Yeah, Cyclone to the bone. Enforcer down low. Yeah, the Enforcer down low. Uh, actually, I feel like Jared Holman and Jared Allen are kind of similar. Jared Allen's number two on my list. They are very similar type of human beings. Yep. Uh, like I said, just down home folks that. I feel like Jared Holman loves America. They they would honestly, and I pro- think that those two could probably slam a lot of beers together. A lot of beers. They probably go fishing together, hunting mm-hmm. together, that right. kind of stuff. And then number one, uh, NCAA football 2008 cover athlete, one of the heroes of the 2007 Fiesta Bowl. Yep. Jared Zabransky. Man, that Fiesta Boise Bowl. State quarterback. Yeah, I I. I for whatever reason, I never remember Jared Zabransky was the quarterback. But, yeah, he was the quarterback in arguably the greatest bowl game of all time right. from a strict entertainment standpoint. Right. That was a fantastic game. Yep. Man. I don't know. I, I would say that maybe that game between Clemson and Alabama, the one when Clemson yeah. won. It's up there. That might be better now. Uh, actually, even the Georgia-Alabama championship game might be better now, too. Yeah. I just, I just, from, there's something that was endearing about Boise State just since they were such a right. big underdog. Right. So... Anywho, my famous Kevin's number four, Kevin Costner. Field of Dreams is what I remember Kevin Costner. Your from. name is loaded if you can throw Kevin Costner at, no, at number four. I yeah. told you this. It, yeah, I, I'll admit that Kevin is more loaded than Jared from a famous people standpoint. But uh, Kevin Costner is cooler than every single guy on my list. Uh, I would Except say, maybe Jared uh, Holman. Jared Allen's up there again. Again, those two, those two guys. I feel like they. I feel like the three of them actually would have a lot of fun. Yeah, they would. I, th- I think uh, the Jareds might be a little bit more uh, country boy than Kevin Costner, maybe. Right. But they're they're in the same realm for sure. Number three for me, Kevin Jonas. Got to throw out the the, the Jonas brother, uh, making a comeback with his boys. Go Jonas Brothers. Didn't they just release an album? I know they put out a song at one point. I know they put out another single uh, for sure. I and think it, they must have an album coming out or something. Probably. Number two, Kevin Hart, comedian. Uh, basically, bro, bro, buddy with the the Rock in all the movies nowadays. Good have guy. you seen his latest special on Netflix? I have not. It's actually really good. Is it? Is I, it, I love Kevin Hart, dude. I love his stand up. I don't like his movies. I was gonna ask, is it, is it stand up or is it something else? No, it's stand up. Yeah. Gotcha. W- what was the one that he was in with Brian Cranston? The Upside is that what it's called? Yeah. That was actually really good too. It's a different kind of movie though. Yeah. Much more serious. Um, and another one that he's been in recently. I like the the new Jumanji movie. That was funny. Yeah, I haven't watched it. It's a good one. I recommend it. Number one for me, uh, Kevin Durant. I mean, KD. He's number one on the list just because he's down down right now with that Achilles injury, but uh, still obviously a very good basketball player. And obviously, I, I could have went with Kevin Dur- Kevin Garnett, but we already brought him up on this podcast. So. Oh yeah, I forgot we talked about that before the podcast. Yeah. So. I would have made a joke about 
his name not being Kevin anymore. It's Snake Snake Durant, but I feel bad. You kicking a man while he's down, yeah, Jared? Yeah, now I feel bad Come on. about the fact that he's hurt. And I'd, I already felt bad about how many mean things I'd said about him in the last two of the years, got, I guess, three got years. Got a little bit of Katie guilt. Man, it's crazy that was so long ago that he went there. Yep. All right, man. It's a good podcast. Yeah. Be, be back next week. Talk to you again next week. Everybody make sure and buy their America Fire... Wait, is it Beer America Fireworks? Uh, beer Fireworks America. You tell me, boy. I think it's Beer Fireworks America. Blue shirt. $18 right now in the Cyclone Fanatic store. Get your orders in by next Tuesday, June 25th. TeamCloset.com slash Cyclone Fanatic. Talk to you guys again soon. Peace.